Morena. Family matters, and uh, I want to talk about family values and kingdom values. Kingdom values. Father, I just thank you for the word you have for us this morning. Father, I thank you that each of us have different needs. Each of us have different perspectives. And so, Father, I pray that as your word goes out, each of us would have your word meet us and convict us at our point of need. And I declare in the name of Jesus that every single person here has an ear for the word of God, the truth, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, so this, my title this morning is um, Family Matters, Family Values, Kingdom Values. And specifically, um, I'm going to talk about husbands and wives and relationships between us this morning, but you know, stick with it and, and we'll get there. Um, the dictionary definition of values, moral principles and beliefs that are thought to be of most importance. Everybody has different values. In the Russell ice cream shop, there is a little plaque on the wall, and it says this, wife wanted, must be able to cook, clean, and sew, must have a boat, please send a photo of the boat. I'm not going to read that again, but anyway, here's, here's some sayings about values. Nowadays, people know the price of everything and the value of nothing. Apologizing. Apologizing does not always mean you are wrong and the other person is right. It just means that you value your relationship more than your ego. It just means that you value your relationship more than your ego. Here's another one. It's not hard to make decisions once you know what your values are. And the last one, integrity, is choosing your thoughts and actions based on values rather than personal gain. On your values. My learning outcome today is to receive the love of Christ, and so to make loving the people around us our primary value. The first scripture I want to look at is uh, one that I've always interpreted as being a little bit legalistic, um, but I just want to just dig into it a little bit, and it's Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, and this is from the New Living Translation, and it says this, and he will give you all you need from day to day if you live for him and make the kingdom of God your primary concern. What does that mean to me? What does that mean to me? It means to believe as a fact that he loves me. It means to believe as a fact that he has made me right with himself. And to seek his nature, who he really is, above everything else. To seek his true nature of love. And I love what Hannah brought out before about relationship, wanting relationship with us. My second scripture is this, very well known one from John chapter 13. 
and verses 34 and 35. This is, these are both um, from the mouth of Jesus. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for each other will prove to the world that you are my disciples. That's Christ's acid test for us being his disciples, loving one another. A lot of scriptures, but I just want to bring these out. And, and I've got three different voices coming at you. I've got the voice of Jesus. I've got the voice of um, the Apostle John. And then lastly, I'll have the voice of the Apostle Paul. But here's John in 1 John chapter 3, verse 23. And this commandment, this is his commandment, that we must believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commandment commanded. What does it mean to believe in the name of Jesus? What does that mean? Here we are. You know, we've got the Ten Commandments back in the Old Testament, but here's the New Testament. Here's the Apostle John, who the Word of God says Jesus loved. He had a special relationship with Christ. And here's this man saying that the most important commandment is to believe in the name of Jesus. What does it mean to believe in the name of Jesus? It's to believe in the values that Jesus stood for, to receive and live by the benefits that he paid for by his own blood. Ruth talked about some of the benefits before. When I really thought about it, this is what it really means to me to believe in the name of Jesus. It means that we are to take his name, to be seen as him, to be his ambassador. You know, what does it mean to be an ambassador for a country? You represent that country. We represent Jesus. And lastly, to have his nature in us. The nature, we're not talking about legalistic religious stuff here. We're talking about the nature of God himself in us. That's what it means to believe in the name of Jesus. To have his nature in us. And my fourth scripture is just over in the next chapter, 1 John 4, verse 19. We love each other as a result of his loving us first. Our ability to love others is a direct result of us believing and receiving his personal love for us. So you can see all these legalistic scriptures, but you've got to love each other. I've got to love Ian. I've got to love Margaret. You know, I've got to do all this. You know, I've got to push myself to to love people. But it's coming from his love in us. The revelation of how much he has poured out into us. That's where our ability to love with sincerity and integrity comes in. That's where it comes from. To summarize those four scriptures, Jesus told us to put his value system and being right with him first. We prove we are truly his disciples by loving each other. The Apostle John, who was the closest to Jesus, told us to believe in the name of Jesus and love one another. And then he said our ability to love comes from us receiving the love of Christ. A few few days ago, um, my wife and I had an argument a heated discussion, 
um, however you like to call it, and it was about to vaccinate or not to vaccinate. And I know nobody else out there has these sorts of arguments. This is just, this is just us. And I knew I was right. And I forcefully, forcefully pushed my point of view. I had all the scriptures. I, I, sh I shot them out there and then walked away. And straight away, the conviction of the Holy Spirit came on me. Straight away. Just hit me. And this is the thing, this is the awesome thing about um, reading the Word and having the Word in you. And I encourage all of you to read the Word yourself. Start in, in something like Mark and the New Testament. Read the Gospels because there's a deposit placed in your spirit that you cannot dig out and it guides you. And here's me, here's me being guided Okay, so all the wives are looking at me a little bit now. But okay, so just, just, stick, just stick with me here. I came under conviction. Why, firstly? Because I had lost my peace and my agreement with my wife, firstly. And there was a, a witness in me that I was being arrogant and overbearing and very foolish. So the Lord convicted me, and he brought two scriptures into my mind specifically. And the first one is this. And I'm going to expand on this a little bit. Um, so it's 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 12. And the whole chapter 8, I encourage you to read it, is about worshipping idols. So, you know, it's a different topic, but I want to point out a, a spiritual principle here. And it says this in um, verse 12. You are sinning against Christ when you sin against another Christian by encouraging them to do something they believe is wrong. Okay, there's a spiritual principle here. I'm going to read you because this, you know, I sort of, sort of knew the chapter vaguely. So I um, got in and, and read the chapter through. And this is the first few verses. Bear in mind, I've just chewed my wife out. Um, and, you know, in quite an arrogant, overbearing sort of way. You probably never think I do that, but that's... And it says this. This is verse 1. Now let's talk about food that has been sacrificed to idols. Now this is the Holy Spirit speaking direct to me. And he says, he says this. You think that everything, everyone should agree with your perfect knowledge. Here's this. Get this. You know, this is, this is what I'm... I'm hearing, you know, this is, for, this is for Dave. You think that everyone should agree with your perfect knowledge. While knowledge may make us feel important, it is love that really builds up the church. Anyone who claims to know all the answers doesn't really know very much at all. <laughs> this is the neat thing about the Spirit of God, you know, it gets you right between the eyes, you know. The, he wasn't sort of, oh, Dave, you know, it's okay. He did whack, you know, with this. And, and here's the thing. In the, in the older translations, it says, knowledge puffs up, love builds up. That's what it says. And, you know, if, if, if I... Good on you, Carol. If I, was to re, if I was to really be blatantly honest with you about why I talk to my wife like that. Here's, here's Dave, you know, just throwing it out there. It's because 
I was not really focusing in on the love of Jesus. I was trying to elevate myself by putting her down. I was in the moment not really had that revelation of Christ's love for me in that moment. You know, I was lacking feeling love for myself, so I was trying to take it out on her. And, you know, I know nobody's like that, but nobody else is like that, but it's just... There was a need to win the argument to boost my ego. Now, what was that definition that we had right back in the beginning? It said this, apologizing does not always mean you are wrong and the other person is right. It just means that you value a relationship more than your ego. So here's me. I have tried to boost my ego and to feel more right about myself by putting somebody else down. Whoo! You know, that. When, when I thought about that, I thought, whoa, you know, this is um, pretty serious. So, you know, what did Dave do? I went back. Um, to my wife, and I said, um, you know, I'm sorry, I'm out of line, and I held her hand and we prayed together. Um, instantly, um, you know, restoration, restoration there. The second scripture that he convicted me on is this, and this is um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 and 18, um, very famous scripture, um, da 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 da. So those who become Christians become new persons. They are not the same anymore. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. All this newness of life is from God, who brought us back to Himself through what Christ did. And God has given us the task of reconciling or restoring friendship of people to Him. Restoring friendship. So I, you know, I argued with the Lord. Okay, Glennis is a believer. That scripture of reconciliation is for people that are not believing in Jesus. He said, no, it's for all people. He said, this, this calling upon us to restore people to right relationship is about all people. Christian, non-Christian, um, all people. So, so, you know, I got shot down again, you know. Oh, I thought, oh gosh, you know, you just can't win. But it's just, you know, you got it, you got it. I just, just flowed with it. Every believer is charged with being the messenger of God's message of love, forgiveness, and friendship. And all of us are on that journey of coming to a fuller understanding of his love, his forgiveness, and his friendship. We're all on that journey. So what right have I got in my arrogance and my knowing everything to suppress the faith of another person over an issue that was just a distraction? To vaccinate, not to vaccinate, COVID, all this, put in perspective to the calling of God on us as a distraction and it just tears us apart. Those issues compared to the agreement and love between Glennis and myself is, is a small thing. You know, you've got to see that. You've got to see that. I, I had a, um, a mate ring me up um, the other day, friend of some 40 years, and he was in my ear, conspiracy theory. Blah, 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 like this, you know, and I thought, oh, gosh, you know, solar flare, take out all the 
communications on the in the world. You know, what can I get out of this? You know, try, and I was trying to distract him. You know, to talk about something else. He's a farmer. You know, trying to talk about the sheep and all that conspiracy theory. Blah 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 at me like this. And I finally managed to get off the phone, and I thought, whoa, you know, that's another person to cross off my Christmas card list. <laughs> and, and then I talked to, talked to Glennis, and I told her what had happened, and she said to me, that's quite sad, really. Listen to this. Listen, listen to this. this. This is the nature of, of Christ. She said to me, that's quite sad, because he's quite isolated, and he needs a friend. And here's me <laughs> crossing him off my Christmas card list. And my wife's encouraging me, no, you know, that, that's not the right response to that. He, you know, he might have been out of line and, and I felt spewed on. You know, pardon my, you know, after that phone call, I thought, gosh, you know, and, 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 but she had the grace coming at me. She had the nature of Christ coming at me for, the, for this guy. And that's, that's just where it's at for me. Here's, here's a closing thought. The ministry we're called to is one of res restored friendship, not destroyed friendship. Get that. We are called to restore friendship between people, all people, and God. We're called to that. Especially our families. Family matters. Okay, so we've got to prioritize that. Family matters. Our love for people matters above all these other issues. Now, when we talk about family matters and family values and kingdom values, what we're really talking about is the nature of God Himself. We can go on about trying to keep rules and values as long as they're like, but we're talking about the nature of God himself who values people above all else. He values people above all else. All these issues are just a, a smokescreen to that. The ministry of restored friendship or reconciliation, as the old, old translations call it, is really the nature of God who has given his son to restore us to himself. We're talking about the nature of one who gave his son for us. That nature within us and within our people. Get that. Thank you, Father.